This is Indie Business Podcast, Season 2, Episode 4, Women, Wealth, and Wow. Hello and welcome to this episode of the Indie Business Podcast. I am your host, mentor, and coach Donna Maria, the founder and CEO at IndieBusinessNetwork.com. My goal is to help makers and creative entrepreneurs build a solid business foundation, increase your income, and use your business to create the life you love. In this episode, I will introduce you to Becky McRae of Small Biz Survival. And if you believe in the power of local, cozy up now because you will love what Becky has to share. Becky is a true small town girl. She lives and works in Alva, Oklahoma, population, according to Wikipedia, 4,945. She and her husband own a liquor store in town, and Becky is a speaker, author, and blogger. And her topic of choice is, you guessed it, small town living with an entrepreneurial twist. I met Becky online, which is where I meet so many incredible entrepreneurs as I move through my own personal small business journey. We have never met in person, but I feel as though if I walked up to her liquor store in Alva one day unannounced, we would be able to spend the next several hours together like old friends. One of the many things I like about Becky and why I really want you to know her is that she is all about being successful as an entrepreneur in a small town. So often we live in tiny towns and the one I live in in North Carolina has more people than Alva, but it's still small with only about 33,000 people. We sometimes feel as though we do not have the resources that large cities do and that therefore we may not be able to be as successful as we might like to be in business. Well, Becky says that the internet changes all that, but she doesn't just say it, she lives it. Everything she does is geared toward helping rural entrepreneurs succeed. And you know, if people in small towns in this nation are successful, then our nation will be successful. It's important work that she's doing, and I think you need to know about it. Becky's got some great commentary on the meaning of women, wealth, and wow. You will really enjoy her unfiltered, down-to-earth approach. You can get a summary for this episode at IndieBusinessNetwork.com forward slash 17. I'll be right back with Becky McRae. Becky McRae, I am so excited to get a chance to talk to you. Are you joining us from your home office in Oklahoma? I am in my home office in the big village of Hopeton, Oklahoma, unincorporated place of about 30 people. Really? 30 people? You know, it is amazing. The internet is amazing. And we're going to talk a lot about, um, you know, how we as women use the internet, but you know, you've been at this for quite some time. You've been using the internet for business purposes. You also have a lot of personal relationships. I can count my, myself as one of those lucky people that has connected with you in a more personal way online. Tell us a little bit, Becky, over the years, what have you noticed about, you know, the advances for everyone, but women in particular, where the internet is concerned, especially women entrepreneurs? Well, I look at everything through the small town lens and growing up in a small town, the 
and and going back before the internet was a big factor in in how we designed our lives and our businesses. Growing up in a small town, you were limited to whatever was available in your town. That is no longer true. That is no longer true. And it's especially true for women. For a long time, for in when I was growing up, it the the limitations of your city limits and your geographic boundaries determined what kind of career you were going to have, what kind of jobs were available to you, and what kind of aspirations you could have. And that is completely different today. And people can still choose to live wherever they want to live, whether that's the big city or the small town. And we now take advantage of this amazing technology that has grown from being what was initially a really fun way to be geeky and learn stuff online. That was my first use of it to something that absolutely defines the word opportunity. So I think especially for women in rural areas and small towns, technology has developed to become the tool that lets us define our own opportunity and define our own economic destiny instead of letting that be written for us by our place or our circumstances or by any other outside factor. I so love that definition. And I, I love that you mentioned as well that we can be wherever we want to be. I know my husband and I moved our family from the big city, Washington, D.C. area, to Monroe, North Carolina, not too long ago. And while a lot has changed about how we live personally, not a lot has changed about how we run the business and and the tools that we have to do that. It just transcends location. Yes, and that is, for especially for women in small towns and rural areas, that is the game changer. It does not matter mm-hmm. where you are located because you can build your business from anywhere. And so don't let, I mean, if I can be here based in a community of 30 people, you cannot tell me your town is too small well, because it's not. You can, you can build from wherever you want to be and you can choose in a way, we are location independent in a way that has not been true in throughout the rest of my lifetime. So how, how do you encourage people, Becky, who you come into contact with in small towns, because I know you do a lot of speaking across the country on this topic, how do you encourage newcomers to this way of thinking and this way of life? I know there's a lot of people out there who, who you know, maybe they've heard about it or they've read a little bit about it, but they, they don't feel like it relates to them personally. What are some of the first things you share with them to encourage them that that this really can be useful to you. It's not just other people. Going online and building your business online. Is that the this? Just do it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, I absolutely. I I just wanted to clarify because I thought you might be talking about people that were looking to relocate or there's, there's other shades to that question. So, but the, the, the number one thing when people are, looking at the question of, well, maybe internet's not for me, or, you know, I, I can't really build my own business, especially, I, I get more people who tell me they're reluctant to build their own business than I get people who are thinking the technology is not for them. Um, it, other than, you know, maybe I guess those two go together. I'm thinking about it, and I, if people that don't want to build their own business don't want to use technology, and I wonder if that's just, you know, I just don't want to put myself out there. I don't want to reach beyond my current boundaries. Uh, and those are folks that are, it's hard to get them to step beyond their boundaries. But for, for people that listen to you and that listen today, I know that you're already 
putting yourselves out there. You are the people that are willing to put yourself out in a new way. You're taking steps, even if you're just taking baby steps today, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you are putting yourself out there and don't think for an instant that this is not for me or I'm not, I can never be as successful as, and I've listened to some of the folks that you talked to previously, some Mm -hmm. of your very successful uh, people that you've interviewed before. And all, all of us started small. We mm-hmm. all started small and built from there. So those baby steps you take today put you in the position. You learn and grow as you do this. And that is what enables you to become a much bigger success. So start small. Do what you can do today. Stretch yourself And remember that you will always be learning and growing through the process of building a business, about the process of building a business online, adopting technology in a new way that allows you to do business from wherever you want to live and whatever other limitations you deal with. And Becky... All of this... Yes. No, go ahead. All of of this adds up to it's your own opportunity. You build it yourself and you have to start small. And and you can stay small if you want to, right? As you as you talked a minute ago, talking about you can you can grow big, you can define bigness however you want to define it, and you don't have to, you know. There's there you know big is a relative term when it comes to your business, right? You can you can put your own parameters around that, whatever you want them to be, based on what you want in your life and your lifestyle, and you can define that as you go. That is perhaps one of the greatest gifts to us today mm. is this mm-hmm. ability to grow it as big as we want and, and to stop there. But I'll tell you this, mm-hmm. you can grow bigger than you think you can because what seems really hard today and takes a lot of time and a lot of work and a lot of effort and therefore you think, boy, this is as big as I want to get, it's going to get easier because you're going to get better at it. Your skills will continue to improve and you will get to be a better manager and a better financial manager and a better marketer and you will learn and grow. And that means that your capabilities will grow and you'll be able to do more than you thought you could. So don't put an arbitrary wall that says, this is my limit. Continue to allow yourself to grow and to do as much as makes you comfortable and happy or stretch yourself to do more. But just be aware that that limit may be bigger than you think it is. And it's not a one fixed location brick wall. It's more like an outer boundary that Mm -hmm. moves Mm -hmm. as you expand your influence will expand. Oh, I love that. An outer boundary that moves. That is such a good visual. And, you know, I'm so excited that you said that because it, this just sort of came to me, this idea of at first the learning curve is large and you, it takes an hour to do things that it takes other people two minutes to do because they've been doing it for 10 years. But as you do that more, it takes less time to do those things, right? And as you continue to do them, and you shrink the investment of time to actually do them, the business, because you're doing those things over and over again, will continue to expand toward that outer limit, which continues to be a moving target if you want to keep stretching yourself. Is that kind of a good way to think about it too? Yes, absolutely. As you get better and better, Mm -hmm. things take less time. Mm -hmm. You'll also become more effective. You'll learn better ways to do things, especially marketing is a great example of this. You'll learn that something that took you two hours the first time may only take you 15 minutes after you've been doing it for a year. 
And you may have learned a new way to do something, especially online, and market that reaches a whole new burst of people. Mm-hmm. And suddenly, your effectiveness has increased an enormous amount. And so that outer boundary has just moved again. So, you, you know, you were mm-hmm. limited by the fact that you could only market and only reach a small number of people. And mm-hmm. now, now that limit has been moved back and you are able mm-hmm. to reach even further while – while you're still able to keep your business mm-hmm. at a level that works for you, whatever that level is. Wow. And, and, and you can maintain that over time and keep defining it as you go. I love that flexibility part of it. Um, because, you know, as I said, when I kicked off this Women, Wealth, and Wow series, being an entrepreneur, for me anyway, has been like the best training tool ever. I think I'm a better woman because I have a business, because it helps me to handle so many other things in, in better ways. What do you think about that as well? You know, it's hard for me to imagine what it's like to not have your own business. My parents mm-hmm. were entrepreneurs, mm-hmm. both my mom and my dad. And so I've grown up with a very entrepreneurial mindset all mm-hmm. my life. And I have worked for other people and mm-hmm. I've worked for government and nonprofit and for-profit businesses and in education, you know, small town person. I've done lots of different things, but I've always had my own entrepreneurial projects in addition, and I know that that brings a a richness to my experience that other people that have only worked in a job for a paycheck don't have. And it's no. a sense of it's a sense of independence. It's a sense of self reliance, and to know yes. I determine, I decide. Mm-hmm. You can cut off my paycheck, but I will not kill me. I will be okay because I can find another way to go. Yes, I love that. You know, I was not raised by entrepreneurs. I have entrepreneurs in my in my family history, but yes. but not my first, you know, my parents. And so it's interesting that you say that you can't imagine life without having a business of your own. It's so funny because I would say I can't, I can't imagine it because I lived it for many years in my parents' home. What I can't imagine is having a life today where the internet is as pronounced as it is, which obviously it wasn't when my my parents were raising me. Um, I can't imagine even with a full-time job, not having something that creates income for you outside of that job. See, now that is one of the small town rules. This is one of the things like from your grandparents, those farmers that knew that they had to have multiple lines of income. That's right. And, they did. And I get this from from my family as well and being raised in a small town. But it's one of the rules that Chicago entrepreneur Barry Maltz and I put together the list of small town rules. What mm-hmm. would we know in small towns that applies to everybody now? And one of them is that you must have multiple lines of income. Yes. Because you do not know what will happen. I don't care how secure and safe your job is. The price of oil can drop from over 100 to $40 a barrel. Uh, your industry can be completely remade almost overnight. Uh, your job can be replaced by automation or robots no matter what you do. Uh, your boss can up and decide that they're doing something completely different and you are no longer necessary. And any of that is just to say there is nothing certain in the world. There is nothing certain in the world. And it only makes sense looking at all of the opportunity available to you today. It only makes sense to find a way to make sure that you plant a second crop, 
that you have another line of income ready should something happen to your main line of income. Becky, how do you define wealth? You know, that's a, a great question. And I love the fact that you're doing this series on women and wealth. Um, and I loved the fact I'm, that when you kicked this off, you talked about your own successes and your own failures at, as the very first thing on this topic. Because I think wealth is very much tied to both success and failure. Hmm. Your wealth. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And it's like, I want to hear all that. I, I love the thought of that. And I know you have, you know, I just want to tell our listeners, you know, as, as I mentioned at the top of the show, Becky has uh, two businesses. She has run for uh, state, uh, her local office, and she has just been speaking all over the place. So her view of wealth is is not limited to the town that she's in it's it's not limited at all I just want to make sure and, and I love I love the thought that you are expressing that both success and failure feed into that so tell us how your wealth comes not only from the dollars in your bank account it comes from your flexibility and your ability to choose your own destiny your own opportunities your own reaction in any situation that's a, a feature of wealth is this ability to choose how you'll react to anything. But your wealth is also in your personal relationships and your family and your life and the, and the amount of well-roundedness that you built into your life. Uh, to me, being wealthy involves having a well-rounded life and not being only about business. It has to have a lot of other factors that make it a life worth living and well-designed. And that has long been a luxury of the wealthy to design their life. However, you know, as we talked about scaling your business to the size that's right for you and Mm -hmm. finding as you learn and grow, moving that outer boundary and growing some more. And But that is... That is a sign of wealth to have those opportunities to choose and all of that. Um, but the, where success and failure come into it is more in the sense of the wealth of knowledge. Before you can choose your size of your business and choose the life that you want to design, mm-hmm. you have to build up a knowledge of experience. And that wealth of knowledge comes from both having succeeded at things and learning what works and from failing at things and learning what doesn't work. So before you ever get to the point of having a lot of dollars in your bank account, a lot of choices about what you do and a well-rounded life, you get there through having a wealth of knowledge and successes and failures are both an important part of that. Becky, tell us about one of your most, I guess, biggest failures, should I say, or one that impacted and influenced your business and how you run your business today and how you overcame that. I know, I know I have so many, I'd have to to think for a long time, but yeah, just share, share maybe something that, um, that you've experienced, you know, no matter how big or small. What did you learn from that, and how did it help you define what you just told us? 
I have had my share of failures and perhaps somebody else's share of failures as well. <laughs> um, I have, I used to be an antiques dealer and I finally, finally washed out of that business as a failure. Um, I've done a number of things uh, that I can think of, but there are two that I'm going to mention that I think are particularly relevant. Um, one is you mentioned that I ran for local office. I did run for the state legislature in Oklahoma. I was a woman and a Democrat in northwest Oklahoma, which is all men and all Republican. Um, <laughs> believe it or not, I got within 42 votes in my pro- – so I felt like I did a – you know that was a decent performance, but it's still a failure because there's only one person that moves on. That's the way that works in politics. Mm-hmm. Um, close does not count. That failure is really important to me because it was, you know, broadcast on the radio and put in the newspaper and, uh, you know, then you got to go out and pick up your signs. It's, it's, you know, it's a failure that you get to think about for a while. And and so that one has influenced me in really helping me. You know, I met so many wonderful people when I did that. I really can't say that it was a failure in that sense because I learned so much from Mm -hmm, it. It was a mm -hmm. great experience. The other one that I want to mention is the one that kicked me into the liquor business. My, I worked for a small town near me as the city manager. This is one of those you need to have another line of income things because I was fired from being a small town city manager in a great burst of small town politics that um, – was printed in the newspaper and reported on the radio and you know it's one of those things you get to think about for a while but right. um, at that time my mother retired from the liquor store and I purchased it and that kind of very public failure has gotten me past the idea that that they can do anything to me you know mm-hmm, mm-hmm. whoever they are there's just right. really not much that they can do to me what are you going to do put my name in the paper go right ahead you're going to you know you're they can't eat you my grandmother used to say they can't eat you so after that then what can they do to you and it's 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 liberating to have that kind of a public failure because then uh then you're a lot less scared about what can happen after that. So having had businesses that have gone under and having been put in the newspaper for various failures, you know, then I end up with my mother's store. What was my mother's store and is now my store to manage and run and deal with every problem that comes up. And uh, that business has turned out to be one of the best things that's happened to me of in my financial stability and and just in terms of the satisfaction of having my own business and working directly with that. So that failure of being fired led me straight to something that has been absolutely wonderful for me. Um, and I actually had an opportunity to sit down with the guy that did win that state legislative race way back mm-hmm. when. Mm-hmm. Um, and he looked at me, he said, you got the better deal. And I ah. said, yeah, I, yeah, I know. But <laughs> I don't, I'm not sure if he still feels that way because he has gone on to become the Speaker of the House there in the state of Oklahoma. So, see, everything is good. You know, there's successes, yeah. there's failures, yeah. and, and you never know what feels like a failure at the moment is actually a success just waiting for, ha- for you to get better perspective on it. Oh, and I love your grandmother's statement, they can't eat you. That's something to remember. And what you've just described, it's, it's almost as though you have created and you encourage others to use entrepreneurship to create this impenetrable economic hedge around you so that no matter what happens to you, 
and no matter how you respond to what happens to you, you can still choose to continue to define this lifestyle on your own and be able to do what you want to do and have that be the wealth as you define it. That's, that's very well put. You've, you've summarized it really beautifully. It makes me sound very smart. Thank you. Very well, much. you are because no, listen, you've got, um, well, I only have smart people on my show. So you know, I do that. But so I've, you, you, you've got um, a business that is a physical presence, right? You have to be there. Obviously that's where the products are. Um, they have to be shipped. To you have to pay. You got. You got shipping. You've got regulatory issues. Obviously, as a as a person, a business selling alcoholic beverages, and you also have this other business that is completely almost. I mean, I know you do speaking and stuff, but it's it's largely virtual, and so you have combined the physical and the virtual to create two businesses that are completely separate, yet which perfectly leverage each other to accomplish your goals and allow you to have this kind of wealth of freedom and flexibility that you're talking about. Yes. I love and, that. And, and I wanted to just... And? and oh, there's more? There's that, more? I wanna, okay. <laughs> I want to point out one thing that goes with that, which is as beautifully planned and structured and wonderful as all of that sounds now, and it does sound really good, and it's a wonderful life to live. There is no way on earth I can make a claim that that's what I was planning and that I that I saw that as this large, views, beautiful vision and I headed straight for it and there were no problems. I mean, we've talked a little bit about failure. It's important to note when you are starting that you start with baby steps, you do where you are right now, and you consistently work on improving and doing new things and being open to new opportunities. But there is no way that you know where you are going, or at least not for me. I love that. Thank you for saying that because I have lived sort of a similar path. I, I started my business making cosmetics and soaps, and I thought I would be selling them for the rest of my life. Uh, but Providence and and customers' pocketbooks said otherwise, and so um, you, you know I, I adjusted, and you've adjusted, and so that's probably one of the things that I would imagine you let people know all the time because when you're, especially if they're new to entrepreneurship, right? They feel like, okay, this is what I'm going to do. This is my plan. So I'm going to plan it out for the next 20 years. And this is what it's going to look like. And this is how I'm going to run the whole thing. And before and, you get and a this couple is of color, we're going to paint my private jet and then right. we're going to have right. right. Or, or even, or even this is where we're going to live jet or no. And, and what you're describing is, is so important and I, I want to stay on this point for a minute simply because I want to I want to use what you said to encourage people from from your voice having been in business for as long as you have that no matter what you think you're going to start with it's not the end game it's not what you're going to end up with it just doesn't happen that way particularly in today's market things mm -hmm. move incredibly quickly yeah products change Consumer tastes change. Technology changes on you. Everything changes very quickly in today's market. There's, mm -hmm. While it is important to be looking down the road to have plans and to know where you think you are going, it's also important to realize that um, that things will change. You will adapt and you will, you will change your direction even as you are moving because that's the way you succeed in business today. You will fail and you will succeed and you will learn and you will change and you will grow and you will do different things. That's just the way it works. 
So Becky, as we come to the end of our time here together, I have never been to your liquor store, but I hope to visit one day. But I do know from watching you online and connecting with you, we've done podcasts before, we've, we've chatted. I remember picked up the phone one day and just called you out of the blue and said hello because I just thought I wanted to meet you because I've been tweeting together with you for so long. You probably still thought it was a little bit strange when I did that. but um, That I, was a small town thing. That was a total small town thing. It was. And, and I, 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 you know, I just decided to do it. And I'm glad I did because I, I feel like our relationship has just evolved, even though I've never met you. I feel like you're someone that I can just have these great conversations with and we can have a good time. But what I want to ask you is this. You have consistently, I think, from my perspective, wowed everyone with everything that you do. I'm sure the liquor store is no exception, but when you speak, you get rave reviews. And I can personally see that when we communicate with each other online, you still find time to be personal and you still find time to connect with people on a a real authentic level. So to me, that's a wow. I mean, that is a total wow because I don't want to go into this in too much depth, but I have last week had been connected with an organization which I'm no longer connected with. And I will say I was unwowed. I was so unwowed. And I thought to myself, you know what? I never, ever want to treat my customers, my clients, my fans, my members that way. Never want to do that. So it was a good example for me. But I, I guess what I'm asking you to share is how, how do you do that? What, what, where does this come from inside of you to be able to maintain those connections, keep your business going, and how do you continue to excite people and raise our eyebrows with what it is that you're doing. What's your secret sauce where that's concerned is what I'm asking. Lay it out there for us. What is it? <laughs> I, I'm tempted to say that it's being from a small town because <laughs> the reason I'm personable and the reason I connect on Twitter and online and why if you pick up the phone and call me, I'm the one that answers mm-hmm. is that I come from a small town and I see community as a real thing and Mm. something that we do. And so it's part of being interconnected in a small town. You don't only sell me my cosmetics, but you also, um, your cousin is the one who approves my bank loan Mm. and, um, Mm -hmm. my son mows your neighbor's lawn. And, um, we both have kids that are at the same age, you know, these kind of interconnections in small towns give us a sense that everyone is important there is no one who is unimportant to your future in this community. You must treat everyone as important. I take that same attitude with me online. I take it with me when I go and speak. I take that with me in any way that I connect with other human beings. I presume that every one of you is important. Every person matters. That presumption drives who I am and how I treat the world. And I think that... That plays into the wow that you're talking about. I love the way you put that. And I have seen it with you. I've seen it with other people. So it doesn't really, it's not even limited to small towns. It's more of an attitude, right? It's just. It's absolutely an attitude. And it's an attitude you can choose. Mm -hmm. And if you were lucky Mm -hmm. enough to be raised with it, Mm -hmm. then if your parents were the kind of people that treated everyone as important. Mm -hmm then you probably do too. And mm-hmm. if you if you haven't up to this point, this is an opportunity for you to make a decision. You can choose 
the attitude that you have towards other people. And when you choose to presume that every single person matters, then you are choosing a much more meaningful life for yourself. And you're also able to use the internet to make those authentic connections and and treatments of people, even though they may not be physically where you are. You bet. You and I have never met in person, face to face, and we will fix that. (laughs) We are going to fix that. Let's do that. But until we do, Mm -hmm. we have had the opportunity to connect heart to heart Mm -hmm. online. We have. And and to find the things that we have in common, the things that we have different, but the things that matter to us. And um, we've shared some really good deep conversations and nothing connects you to another human like a deep conversation so the more opportunities mm-hmm. you can find to have a deep and meaningful conversation with mm-hmm. other human beings online mm-hmm. in person pick up the phone go to their house write them a letter on paper send mm-hmm. it by carrier pigeon right. <laughs> but have a deep conversation mm-hmm. with other people you will mm-hmm. benefit you want to talk about wealth yeah That will build wealth for you. Have more deep conversations with more interesting and amazing people. Yes, and and so much more um, transcending the business than than anything else. It's it's richness in your personal life. But in terms of business as well, no matter what, it will be amplified somehow if you use the Internet to do that. And I love that because... That can come out next month or it can come out next year. But somehow or other, that personal connection that started online, that you took personal, you can continue it online and use that as a way to add more depth of relationship and richness to your life. And and you're right. That's where the wow. That's where the wow is. And, And I will say this. Those deep, rich, meaningful conversations that you have with people, it will it will come back to you sometime online and you, you never know how, but it's also going to make you a better business person. You're going mm-hmm. to become a better person. You will end up with a more profitable business mm-hmm. because you have gained a better understanding of other human beings. Yes. That will make you a better business person. You will do business in a better way and you will have a more profitable business because of it. That's such a good way to end. We, we're serving people, not buyers. We're serving other human beings. Yes. And there is the wow. It's other people. There's just, there's just nothing, nothing like the internet for a tool that makes those connections. And Becky, you are, you're a master at it. And I'm so excited to see your businesses grow. And I'm so excited to be connected with you. And thank you so much for sharing with us here on today's show. Tell us what, what website and, and what Twitter and Facebook should we go to? Because I know you have more than one. Where should we go to get the best of Becky? The best of Becky. Thank you very much for having me on today. I just want to say that first because it has been a very good conversation for me. I think I learned some things that I didn't know about me (laughs) to start with just from our conversation. Um, You can find me online at smallbizsurvival.com. That's my main site about small town business. And if you go to beckymccray.com, that is my site about my speaking, but it also has a link to my Twitter, which is at Becky McRae. It has a link to my Flickr if you need to see my photos. Um, but you can find me in all of those places. Small Biz Survival is my main small town business hub. And by the way, I do love your Flickr. I have ended up there. I don't know how. Clicked a couple times and ended up on your Flickr. And I love seeing some of the pictures from your town. 
I love to post my hometown pictures and my travel pictures mm-hmm. from all over. So there's pictures from Peru and mm-hmm. Africa and London and Alva, Oklahoma, which is, you know, it's a great mix. It is that is, that is a unique mix indeed, Becky. Thank you so much for joining us today. Bye bye. Bye bye. I hope you enjoyed Becky's insightful comments and our fun conversation. If so, won't you show us some love on Twitter? Just log on to IndieBusinessNetwork.com forward slash love, and you can let your friends know that you enjoy Indie Business Podcasts. We really want to make it useful to you. And if we are, please let us know by sharing. We so appreciate that. And it helps us a lot in terms of our iTunes rankings as well. And you know, if we can improve in any way, please let us know that too. There's a contact link on our website so you can share what you'd like to see and how we can serve you better. I'll see you on the next episode of Indie Business Podcast. In the meantime, break all the rules, build your own corporate ladder, and create the life you love. Music